Welcome to the ministry of Reverend David Edigenfi. Reverend David is the founder and president of Kingdom Mystery Center Worldwide. He is an end-time apostle mandated to raise matured sons of God who will explicitly manifest their identity in Christ. Reverend David has a dynamic music ministry and is the author of Dangers of Wrong Marriage. His strong passion for soul winning has spread Jesus for all missions and evangelistic crusade ministry. Now listen to Reverend David Edgenby. We've been dealing with eternal judgment and you see, our knowledge of these things positions us to be very prepared for what is ahead. The reason being that when you die as a believer, all is not finished. All, all is not over. All is not over is the truth. Like I told you, we have to learn to be very intentional about eternity. We have to be very intentional about eternity. Now, ask your question. How many of us will be very happy to know that we have a visa to travel out of a country, maybe to your favorite country? You realize that Charlie, you, you have, you, we just received a call that you had a visa to travel out. Now, if you'll be happy, let me see that you'll be happy. Wow. I know my wife loves to travel to Canada. You have a visa. Somebody said that it's Abu Chapimpim. Yes. <laughs> Amen. But you see, the unfortunate thing we always do is that whatever will before us, what will happen to us when we travel out, we don't have an idea. One day I took the opportunity to watch a documentary about certain blacks who have traveled out of the country and they are out there in Italy, in Germany, and all those places. And I saw some of them were sleeping at the train station. I saw somebody said that he has been in, uh, out in, in, in Germany for six years and he doesn't have a place to stay. He sleeps in front of stores. And sometimes he can make money and people can come and beat him and take the money away. He has no papers, so he can't report to police. He was sick that day. And he couldn't go to the drugstore to buy drugs. Some Ghanaians have to use their document to go get drugs and come and give them him as though they were the sick people. So these are some of the kind of life people are going through when they get there. So it is not enough to rush to go outside. I want to go to US. I want to go to UK. I want to. The truth of the matter is that uh, 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 everywhere that you admire was once developed by human beings like you. So whatever you want to see. Wherever you want to go, you can make it around you. Amen. Amen. I told my wife, I said that we should not build a house that would let us miss the last hotel visited. If we have a house and you enter into a hotel, by the time you come home, you shouldn't miss the hotel. You should have an environment that is ready to accommodate you. You should dwell in a house that makes you feel like a human being, not a hen, a hen in a hen coop. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, it is not just enough to, to be born again and wish that uh, I'm going to heaven. You see, there are a lot of churches, their slogan is heaven at last. Heaven at last. I wish you heaven at last. I wish you heaven at last. You see, just getting to heaven is not a matter. Because when you get to heaven, there is much to know. There is much to do. There is much to have. There is so much that is going to happen. We have really understood that in the resurrection of the dead, there is going to be a certain event. The event is going to be the judgment of the, I mean, the Bema seat judgment, which is going to happen 
that day. That same day is going to happen. I'm telling you the truth. We don't have a special day. The moment we, the, the, there is the sound of the trumpet and the dead in Christ rises first and we who are not dead, we are caught up in the heavens with him. The Bible says we shall be changed and we shall be like him. That is the first thing that everyone is going to happen. But we have understood that the nature, the glory of our very body, uh, I mean, will reflect uh, uh, our ability to be, look more like him is dependent on the life, his life we allow to flow in us while we're on earth here. So if we allow ourselves to be able to love well, we're able to love well. The Bible says that perfect love has no man. Then a, love, a man to delay down his life for what? His, so have you come to that point where you can lay down your life for a friend? Have you come to that point? Now it is very easy to sometimes even lay down your life for a friend. But what about when he said, that do not do good unto him that love you already, but that the one that hates you rather. So loving the one that hates you is another dimension that is required of us. The more we are able to live like him, the more we are able to look like him. Amen. I said the more we are able to live like him, the more we are able to look like him. Amen. How many of us want to look like him? But tonight, there are three things I want us to look at. There are three things Every believer must be focused on. As I was preparing to come and share on uh, some of the final stages of the BMC judgment, I realized that there are three major things, three major areas that every Christian has to be focused upon. Is the truth I'm telling you. If we don't know this, we'll do things anyhow. If we don't know this, we will live our life carelessly. Hallelujah. If we don't know this, can, it, can we read a scripture maybe from... Uh, um, it's not part of my scriptures, but let's read it. Maybe from Matthew 25, the verse number 14. Let's begin to read uh, that scripture, the account of the five talents and all those stuff, and then let's see what happened. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. The verse number 15 says that, and unto one he gave five talents to another two and to another one. To every man according to his several ability. That means that everyone has several abilities. You, it's not that's, the truth of the matter is that Doris, you are not only able to give announcements in church. You can also sing. You can also do something. You can speak English. You can preach. You have several abilities. So God gives us opportunities, and some of the talents He gives us, some of the talents, some of the opportunities He grants us is time. Some of them is the contacts we have, the people we meet. Some of them are the schools we had opportunity to go. Some of them are the money that we find in our hands. Some of them are the people we meet that lack things that we have, that we are supposed to be of help to. So he said, unto one he gave five talent, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability. And straightway took his journey and went away. What happened in the verse number 16? He said, then he that had received the five talent went and traded now, the word traded means that he entered into business with it. What am I trying to say? The word business I'm trying to introduce here is to let everyone know that he worked with a thing with profit gaining in mind. He had a profit-making mentality that what I'm doing, if I stand here to sing a song, I'm singing that the body of Christ must, 
must, must be edified and whosoever is not born again must be born again. He made profit out of the talent which the master released unto him. The question we have to ask ourselves is that, do we have that mindset that the way I can speak English when I sit into a taxi where the person cannot speak uh, a tree and can only uh, speak English, do I make profit by that through the, I mean, on the, on, on the dimension of the kingdom, do I engage the talents that I have with profit-making mentality? Hallelujah. He says straightway, he traded with the same, with the same, with the same thing that he had. Hallelujah. With the same thing that he had. Some of you have made mobile phones that you think is just an ordinary gadget, but you'll be surprised it's a talent that he had given you. Yesterday, I was just thinking about pastors who are living their interlands, who have no access to the internet, yet they are using the, what do you call it, the, the lamp to move from one house to their temple to organize morning devotion. And we have street lights in Akemoda, and we have light all over, yet it is difficult for us to come for morning devotion. You call for morning devotion and people are running away. And pastors are not ready to do dumb broadcast. Pastors are not ready to do anything. People have megaphones and they are preaching. We have all this sound system and we are not doing much. He says straightway, those that have the talent, they traded with it. Are we trading with it? Are we ready to trade with what we have? Pastor, I can't do anything. Yes, I told you a story. All I can do is to pray. There is a man that went to a place that they couldn't speak English. All he could speak was French. And when he got there, he was invited by an English-speaking uh, country. And when he was going, his father in the Lord told him, he said, when you go and they ask you, tell them, the moment you hear them call your name, shall we invite so and so to come and preach? He said, when you pick the microphone, tell them, I cannot preach, I can pray. And begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. And this young man traveled out and to the UK and picked the microphone. Whilst he was sitting there, he just heard his name that we have a visiting pastor. Whatever the pastor said in English, he doesn't hear, he doesn't understand. So he just got up, picked the mic, and went to the pulpit and said, I cannot preach, I can pray. And started praying in tongues, and all of a sudden, there was a mighty manifestation. There was healing. There was the manifestation of the supernatural. He traded with what he had. All he had was to pray, and was able to trade with it. What do you have, and what are you trading with? What do you have, and what are you trading with? As I was watching them doing the recap, I was asking myself, how many people will be blessed by taking topics after topics and discussing them and just putting them online for people to just understand, have edification through the word of God. What, what, why would you go and use it for any other thing apart from that? He said, straightway, he traded with it. Straightway, he traded with it. Hallelujah. And then he said, and likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. So they traded to make other profit of what they had. But the verse number 18 said that, but he that had received one went and dig in the earth. What it means is that he invested it into corruption. The earth is a place of decadence. There are organic matters. There are organisms that decay. Uh, materials but this guy went to plant his talent in the place where there are decadence there are organs and organisms which can decay it and he planted it in the earth there was no profit 
out of it. The Bible says that there are hidden treasures in earthen vessels, but the excellency of it is of the Lord. Hallelujah. He hid his lost money. Some of you are hiding what you can do. Some of you can meet people you can preach the word to, and you are hiding. You are even ashamed as a teacher to preach to a JSS student, but you are okay to teach them all the sexual reproduction system. And they make noise and they are happy. Meanwhile, you've not once told them about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. What's wrong is it? Now you open your mouth to teach in our corporate world. And they say it is not corporate. What is more corporate than saving a soul? One day, I was traveling from Koforidia. And a young man met me. And he said, he has something to discuss with me. I said, what is it? He said, that's a policy, a policy to sell to me. I said, what is it? He said, there is an insurance that he wants to sell to me. And that's insurance. If my car gets spot, I was driving passed by. They said, if I have an accident or something, they can buy me a new car, replace my car. So the policy is so nice. I sat in the car and I asked the guy. I said, your policy is nice, but I want a particular policy. I want the one that when I died, I shall be brought back alive. You have that policy. He said, we don't have that one. I said, I have it. He said, what is it? I said, his name is Jesus. He's a resurrection and he's the life. You can, you can bring back my car, but you can't bring back my life. Child of God, what talent do you have that you have hidden? Don't be ashamed. Paul said, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God. Beloved, the power of God is not in the falling of men. The power of God is not in when we lay hands on people and they are screaming about. The Bible says that it is the power of God unto salvation. When men can be saved from darkness, from the grips of the enemy. Then we know that the demonstration of the power of God is around. Jesus said that if you can see me cast out devils in the name of the Lord. Then the kingdom of God has come. When there is kingdom, there is authority. When there is authority, that means that there is the regulation of power. So he said if you can see the casting away, then the kingdom of God has come. Child of God, the expansion of the kingdom is upon your shoulders. For he said what? The, 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 the increase of his government shall be upon the shoulders. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So he said, but he that had received one went and digged the earth and hid his, the, the lost money. The verse number 19 said something. He said after a long time, the Lord of those servants, now you must take notice of certain things, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckons with them. Please, let's write. Reckon with them means that he took accounts of them. That, I mean, of, he, he called them one after the other to give accounts of what he had released unto the bottom. What he had given unto them. What he left with them. Hallelujah. What has the Lord left with you? What has the Lord left with you, my brother, my sister? Hallelujah. What has the Lord left with you? Amen. There's a song that says that by and by when the morning comes, when all the saints of God are gathered home, he said we will tell our story better by and by. When we stand in front of him, child of God, nobody would... You, you see... It is not a time to really tell, but it is a time to really, for what you have done to be revealed. It is time for what you have done to be what? To be revealed. There is a day of reckoning. I said there is a day of what? 
reckon there is a day of accountability there is a day that you are going to stand in front of the master and he's going to ask you i gave you time in fact i placed you in one of the best churches to be taught and be trained the man of god i assigned to you i called him to raise you as a man of god and a woman of god and when you were imparted you rather chose to be this and that you rather chose to go into this business you rather chose to do this i gave you money and the temple that people must be discipled was to be built yet you chose to do this and do that and do this and do this what would you say that day there is a day of reckoning coming so he said and so he that had received five talent came and brought other five talents and saying lord thou delivered unto me five talents behold i have gained beside them five talents more if we are coming to church as we are coming to church if you have five people sitting around you which were your your disciples it would have been very beautiful jesus would have been more pleased than you alone walking here walking to church alone you are just like the one with the one talent and went to dig the earth and planted it if there is a day of reckoning there are three things i want every believer that every believer must be focused on Three major attainments that every believer must be focused on. Number one thing that every believer must be focused on is inheritance. Inheritance. Every believer is entitled to a certain inheritance. The number two thing that every believer must be focused on is awards. What we shall inherit is not the same as what we shall be awarded with. What we shall inherit is not the same as what we shall be awarded with. Onya, when we get born again, all is not over. You must understand this. We have a glorious life to attain. So he told Timothy, said, hold on to eternal life. Hold on to eternal life. And the third thing that every believer must be conscious of is reward. Reward. The number one is what? Inheritance. The number two is what? Awards. And number three is what? Rewards. Now rewards and awards are not the same. Now, we award men for extraordinary attainment and achievement. But we reward people for motivation. Amen. So, you are in class and um, you, we, we, there's a question posed and you answer the question and said, shall we put our hands together? It's just a, a, a reward. It's just a reward. We put our hands together just to motivate you. But when we say that, shall we, we, shall we call speech and prize giving day? The best out of the category of mathematicians is social and so, and you are coming and we take a prize and we want to give it to you. That is what we call award. You are awarded for excellence, extraordinary attainment. And these three things are going to happen 
And look, every believer will go through it. Every believer will go through it. Actually, every child of God is a son and a servant. We've been born again as sons. But you see, we've been bought by his blood as servants. We are born as sons to become and to attain the full stature and measure of the Son of God. According to Ephesians chapter 4, the verse number 13 and 14. Just put it on scripture, I mean on screen. Ephesians chapter 4. He said, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man. The word perfect man means that till we come to a matured man, a matured man, then he started giving the details and saying that unto the measure of the stature. So if there is any stature that the Lord is expecting us to attain in life, it is the stature of the fullness of Christ. So every child of God has a mandate to come to the full measure of the stature of the fullness of what? Of Christ. Hallelujah. What does that mean? It is just like, man of God, please come forward. It is just like having a son. The man of God is my spiritual son. And when he's preaching, everybody say, ah, okay, he speaks like his father. He does everything like his father. He, he has grown himself, grown to become like me. And that is what God is expecting us to become. That if there is any begotten son that he has to, I mean, have, it is to be like Jesus Christ. He's the measure. He's the stature. He's the fullness. He's the measure. He's the stature. I say he's the word. He's the fullness. So we have been born. So the Bible said that except a man be born again, he cannot enter nor see the kingdom of God. So we have been born of the spirit. We have been born by the incorruptible word of God. Hallelujah. We have been born. But when he died and he shed his blood, he bought us at a price with his life. So we were bought as servants unto him. So we have been bought by his blood that we may serve him the Lord. Hallelujah. So we carry two callings. We are called servants and we are also born sons. <laughs> are you here or you have gone home? Shende me katala brado shekete. First Peter 1, the verse number 3 to 4. He said, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of who? Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you. Now, like I said, inheritance are not given to servants. Servants are rewarded and awarded. 
but sons inherit. So the case study of the prodigal son, the Bible said that he went to his father and he said, my father, give unto me the portion of the inheritance that falleth unto me. And the father gave unto him. And he went out and lived a righteous what? Living. So sons qualify for what? Inheritance. For a good father leaves inheritance for what? His children's children. So as long as you remain a child of God, you qualify for an inheritance. There are inheritance in the kingdom of God. And the Bible says that this inheritance, they are incorruptible inheritance. They are preserved in heaven for us. There is an inheritance. I said there is what? An inheritance. There is an inheritance. There is something for us to inherit as sons. And want us to understand these two things about inheritance. There are, when it comes to the inheritance of the saints, there are two types of inheritance of the saints. There's the inheritance of the son of God or of the saints that must be enjoyed right here on earth. And there is that inheritance of the saints that would be enjoyed in the world to come. When we arrive in heaven, there is an inheritance that we will, I mean, we will enjoy when we get there. And I'm going to show you all these things. The Bible says that blessed are the meek, for they shall do what? Inherit. So on earth, there is an inheritance. He said, ask of me, and I'll give you the earth thing as thy inheritance. So on earth, there is an inheritance for sons. There is an inheritance. He said, Father, give unto me the portion of the inheritance that falleth on unto me. So when you become born again, there is a certain inheritance that is also yours, that is given unto you. For you to live a certain life like the life of a king. The Bible says that as he is, so are we here on earth. There is a capacity that we are supposed to manifest whilst we are on earth here as sons of God. Hallelujah. So he gave them power to become sons of what? Of God. And of his fullness have we received what? Grace for what? So there is an inheritance on earth for us to enjoy. So when you become born again, there are a lot of inheritance. One of the inheritance is the seal of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Glory. We call it the riches of his grace. The seal of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says he has given us the Holy Spirit as a down payment, as an inheritance, as a promise that he will come back for us. So the Holy Ghost is an inheritance for us, even here on earth. So you become born again, you are entitled to an inheritance. Ephesians 1.14, it says, who is giving us a pledge of our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. And he's talking about the Holy Spirit. When reading from the Amplify, he says that the Spirit is the guarantee. The first installment, the pledge, the foretaste of our inheritance until the redemption of God's own, his, belief, his belief, believers, to the praise of his glory. So the Holy Spirit is not just the power of God at work in us. The reason why the Holy Spirit is with you is a proof 
to you. God is telling you that. The Holy Spirit is God's ring that he has placed on your finger to tell you that this is my promise ring that I'll come back and marry you. And the Bible says that God cannot lie. And one of the things that you have to understand is that the Holy Spirit living God is a major thing. The first time the Holy Spirit left him from heaven, the heavens opened. And never had it been said in the Bible anywhere that the heavens were shut again. Why? Because the Holy Ghost left the heavens and God was so jealous of him. He kept eyes on him. The Holy Spirit means a lot to him because that eternal spirit is what makes God the eternal God. That Holy Spirit in the real Greek rendition, it says it is no rather known as what? The Spirit, the Holy. So the holiness of the Holy Spirit is what makes him the Holy. Actually, the Bible says that for God is that Spirit. So when you become born again, he takes that ring and places it on your finger. And he says, I will not leave you comfortless. I will be with you. How is he going to be with you? He said, by the Spirit. And you know what he said? He said, as long as the Spirit is with you, my Father and I, we will also come down and make our abode with you. Because we cannot separate ourselves from the Spirit. Neither can the Spirit separate himself from us. Where he is, there we are. There we are. So we have an inheritance. Even right here on earth, as a believer, you have an inheritance. Ah, ya katalaba. I'm getting blessed though. Shatolo bolo 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 bolo. Ephesians one eighteen. Let's look at what is there. Ephesians 1.18 A very popular scripture. The eyes of your understanding I think that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches and glory of his inheritance in the saints. So there is an inheritance which is which you have in the saints. There is an inheritance which is in the saints. Which inheritance is in the saints? Please tell me which inheritance in the saints spirit in you. How do I know? Look at the verse number 19. Roll on from that scripture. He said that, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power? He said that, and you shall receive power after which the Holy Ghost has come unto you. What is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believed according to the working of his mighty Kratos? Sadima Kabradahata. And then he said in the verse number 20, this mighty Kratos said, which he went in Christ when he raised him from the dead and sit him at his right hand in the heavenly places. The Bible says that the same spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead, that same spirit shall in, I, I mean, quicken your mortal body. So when we are talking about inheritance in the saints, we are talking about the Holy Ghost in you. The Holy Ghost in you. Somebody said that the Holy Ghost is in me. The power of God takes residence in me. I have an inheritance. The riches of his glory and his grace. That supernatural power. 
Hallelujah. It's an inheritance. So we have that inheritance. But you see, apart from this inheritance, we have, the Bible tells us, when we read it from Ephesians, I think the verse number, um, thank you Holy Spirit, thank you Holy Spirit, thank you Holy Spirit, thank you Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter 1, the verse number, the verse number 14, from the Amplified Bible, there was a statement there. He said, the Spirit is the guarantee. If you have the Amplified Bible, you can provide. The Spirit is the guarantee of our inheritance. The first fruits, the pledge. That means that it is God saying, I promise on my honor. I pledge, I take a vow that I'm coming back for you. And for you to believe that I'm coming back, I'm giving you the Holy Ghost. That one I can't do without. It says that the, the, the pledge and the foretaste, the word foretaste, the down payment on our heritage. Do you understand that statement? The down payment. So there is an inheritance that we are partaking now. And there is an inheritance for us to partake when he shall appear. He's a foretaste. I say he's the foretaste. I said the Holy Spirit is the foretaste. I said the Holy Spirit is the foretaste. If he's the one that resurrected Christ from the dead, if he's the one that broke through the grave and brought him out, and this one is the foretaste, then what shall be the real payment? What shall be the real payment? If this is the down payment, what shall be the full payment? The Holy Spirit is the foretaste. As there is an inheritance. There is an inheritance. There is an inheritance. This inheritance, they are designed, they are meant for sons. They are meant for sons. Galatians 4, the verse number 4, what is there? Galatians 4, the verse number 4, what is there? Let's look at what he said. But when the proper time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born subjected to the regulations of the law. The verse number 5, he said, to purchase the freedom to ransom to redeem and atone for those who were subjected to the law that we might be adopted and have sonship conferred upon us and being recognized as God's own word son the verse number six said and because you really are his son God has sent who send the Holy Spirit of his son in our hearts so that whatever Jesus is saying we can also say that we will not call God Papa we will not just call him father but we will call him daddy the word Abba means daddy the word daddy means intimate father a father like you see he's my father he loves me he corrects I mean as soon as Obi Oh, I don't know how to explain this. You see, there are fathers and there are daddies. That we may be able to call him what? Daddy. Why? Him daddy. <laughs> oh, 
Kalama Shatalaba. Shekora Baba. Shetalaba Kaba. But this attainment, you see, of inheritance must can only be gotten as we position ourselves, as we grow as sons. Now, watch me, let me tell you the truth. It is not everybody that would have that inheritance that is kept in heaven, like the Bible said to us in to four. It is there, clear. I'm not the one that wrote the Bible. One, we have understood that there is a certain inheritance here on earth for us, and the Holy Spirit is that inheritance that has been released unto us. That is one dimension. But when you read First Peter one, the verse number three to four, he said, "Praised and honor." Please just take away the M- uh, uh, what do you call it. Maybe NIV will be well or something else. I want. He said, "Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy." Had begotten us while we had, as again, he had begotten us again to a living hope. And I've already told you about the living hope. What is the living hope? Somebody tell me, what is the living hope? The resurrection of the dead. The resurrection of the dead. If you don't have that message, go to the podcast and download it. The Bible says that this is the living hope. We know that we shall rise again. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and we shall be caught up. And when we shall see him, we shall be like him. The living hope is that that is the day that our body shall receive his redemption. The total salvation of the saints is on that day. And the Bible is saying that his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope that is the resurrection of the body. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from what? The dead. And then number four said to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and that does not fade away. Reserved in where? For you. So there is a reserved inheritance for you. There is a reserved inheritance for you. But is it true that every son of God is going to obtain that inheritance? Actually, is it everybody that has accepted Jesus as his Lord and personal Savior that will have that inheritance? No. And that is where the danger is. And this is why I am teaching like I'm teaching. Because you must be focused on that. When you read John 1, the verse number 12, this is what the Bible says. The Bible says that, and as many as believed in him, he gave them the power to become. The word become means that they have not yet become. But they are in the progressive system of becoming. They, he gave them the power, the ability, the ability to become. But when you come to Rome, the Bible said, as many as are led by the Spirit of God. These ones are the true sons of God. So there are the true sons of God and there are the sons, the people that has the power to become the sons of God. Which of them are you? As many as are led by the Spirit. As many as are led by the Spirit. It is sons that takes the inheritance. But how do I become a son that will inherit? I must be led by the Spirit. I must be led. You see, the doubt alone should let you not live anyhow. Knowing that the Holy Spirit is with you. It's a surety that he will not fail. And if it's a surety you will fail, then it must be a surety that you also not disappoint him. 
how would you feel when somebody comes to propose to you and gives you a promise ring built for you, buys a car for you, and tells you, I have left certain things in Germany. I want to just pack them and come back and we will have a wedding. And he comes back and you tell him, I'm pregnant for another man. How would the person feel? And this is what is happening. There are them that will inherit that which is preserved. Man of God. And there are them that will not inherit it. Pastor, is it true? Galatians 5, the verse number 19, or the verse number 20 and 21. Let's see what is there. Galatians 5, the verse number 20 and 21. It said, envious, or better so, let's start from the verse number 19. This is the air I breathe. <laughs> this is the air I breathe. Your only presence, living in me. This is my daily bread. This is my, my daily bread. bread. Come on, you're dragging it too much. Come on, come on, let it move, let it move, let it move. This is my daily bread. Your very word. Mm. Your very word. Spoken to me. Spoken to me. And I. And I I'm desperate for you Lord I'm desperate oh, for you and I oh, oh, I'm lost without you Father Now let's go back to the scripture thank you back to this. If I let's start from the verse number 16, then it will be clearer to us. Because we are talking about the fact that the earnest, the down payment, the Holy Spirit, which is a seal in our life, has a major role to play. As long as our inheritance as sons is concerned. <laughs> no servant is, has a mandate to inherit, but sons have the mandate to inherit. This I say then, walk in the spirit and it shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Please, please, please. For the flesh lasted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary one to another. So that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Now so the flesh are manifest, which are this, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, adultery, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulation, wrath, strife, sedition, heresies. The verse number 21 says that envies, murderers, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of this, which I tell you before, as I have also told you in the time past, that they that which do such things shall not have what? Who was he talking to? 
was telling them that if, if you say you are a Christian, then walk after the Spirit. For if you walk after the Spirit, you will not fulfill these things. But if you fulfill these things, he said, these are the reason why you will miss your inheritance. These are the reason why you will miss your inheritance. You cannot hate and have an inheritance. You cannot have envy and have an inheritance. You cannot dislike and have an You cannot do these things and have an inheritance. He says that these things shall not inherit. Those that do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. There is an inheritance for us to inherit. I said there is what? An inheritance for us to inherit. So you check the duty of that and you can tell yourself whether you are going to really have an opportunity to inherit certain things in heaven. Amen. I don't know whether time will permit me to talk about the kind of inheritances we are going to have when we get there. I wish I can sing when we all get together. I don't know how to sing that song. Oh, when we all see Jesus, we will sing and shout the victory. As it when we all. things that 
that I have, they are yours. But cannot be said about you. James 5 5, what is there? James 5 5, what is there? Ye have lived in a pleasure on the earth and been watered. Ye have nourished your hearts as in a day of what? Slaughter. Give me another translation. Let's see. And this is the attitude of those who will miss their inheritance. These are the pro, this, this is called prodigality. As it is called what? Prodigality. Living as a prodigal son. Carrying grace and using it for your personal gains. Carrying anointings and using it for whatever you think you want. As for God, he will give you. Let, give unto me the portion that falleth unto me. He will give you. But into what use are you putting that inheritance he has given you? The other verse said, Here on earth you have abandoned yourself to soft prodigal living and to the pleasure of self-indulgence and self-gratification. These are the things that will cause us to lose our inheritance as sons. So you'll be a sinful son. The Bible talks about sinful sons. The Bible says that some of you shall be delivered shamefully. Oh. May the Lord have mercy upon us. Beloved, all this thing we are talking about are happening here on earth. Your time that you are using, you have on earth here and the things you are doing, the anointing, the graces, the kind of church you have, the kind of pastor you have been given, the opportunity you have, I think so much about the people of China. I think so much about the people of the Saudi Arabia and I mean the Islamic lands and their, 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 their inability to have the freedom to serve God. And all that we have at our disposal. And yet still, the way we live, self-gratified, the way we live at joy, there is nothing at stake. How many times have we woken up to pray for an Indian Christian, an Indian missionary? Are you truly a son? Truly a son? If you are a son, man of God, follow after the spirit. For as many as are led, they are the true sons. True sons. They are the ones that shall inherit the inheritance which is infallible, which is incorruptible, which is reserved in heaven. Oh. How possible? If it is not possible, why would some people's bosoms be recognized more than others? Elijah and Abraham, whose bosom is more recognized in heaven? It means that Abraham lived a certain life that Elijah couldn't live. The expressions, the engagement of the virtues, the opportunities, the oils and the graces that has been made available unto us, how we engage them and the profiting will determine whether we shall be rewarded, awarded, or we shall inherit. You cannot be an immature child of God and have inheritance. He said, a child, as long as he remains a child, different not from a servant. So you are like a servant. You cannot inherit anything. But if you grow, if you become perfect, if you mature, the Bible says that all things are yours. Thank you.
all things are yours. Be intentional about eternity. I said be intentional about eternity. So we see a one thing that we share will be. Oh, there are, uh, there are a lot of things I have to talk about. My time is up. So we can only touch on inheritance. But we will touch on the rewards and awards. Be intense now. If I come to the church and I'm sweeping the church, be intense now. The Bible talks about two ways seeds germinate in the Bible. There are two ways seeds are cultivated. The Bible said that one was scattered and said one was planted. So we have the planted seed and we have the scattered seed. The scattered germinated, the planted germinated. One thing I want you to know is that if you live careless, it will, it will bring give you results. But if you live intentional, it will give you results. If I were you, I will intentionally plant for results. I will intentionally, I will intentionally choose to love Alberta. No matter what she does to me, I will intentionally decide that no matter what the man of God will do, I'm going to make sure he becomes one of the greatest men of God ever lived. Whatever, one day I told my pastors, I said, I will empty myself into you people. I will keep nothing from you. If only you will be humble. What am I keeping them from? I told them, they know, these men, they know I'm not in competition with anyone. I'm not in competition with anybody I don't want to compete with. Rather, they are, we are in complimentation. They compliment me. We compliment each other. I'm the reason why they are shining, and they are the reason why I'm shining. There is no competition. One day I was telling one of them, I said, when you behave like this, eh, you wound the other side. Woman can't break. Just imagine a car going in one tire jump. So, man of God, wake up, wake up, wake up. Let's move this whole thing. Let's move this whole thing. Be intentional. Sometimes when I call them and we sit in a car and we are traveling, I intentionally teach things in the car. Sometimes when I'm going for certain retreats and this thing, I call some even some sons and daughters of mine who are not members of this church. I tell them, hey, can you come? Can you join me? I'm here. Can you come for us to pray? Can you come for us to have fun? And just shut hands. Why? I am intentional about eternity. I'm intentional about it. Be intentional about it. When you wake up in the morning and you feel something is not right, you feel something is wrong in your church, intentionally fast and pray for the church. You are planting something eternal. When you see a man of God going through something, Add your voice to the foolish talk of accusation. Please, bury yourself and say, Lord, let there be a balm in Gilead. And let there be a healing of the wound of the man of God. Because the Christ of force, Meanwhile, we are supposed to surround and cover up. Help each other to stand. One day I told one of my sons, I said, I'm not giving up on you. 
even if you give up on yourself, I will not give up on you. Jesus said, the people you gave, he said, none of them is missing. So it must also be my vision that none of you must be missing. Be a tester. Woman of God, be intense. You see, be intense now. Tell you. Don't joke with it. Because there is an inheritance. I said that. And the inheritance are for who? The apostles. Who are the sons? Those that are led by the Spirit of God. And for you to know that it is true that there's an inheritance waiting for you, there's a deposition, a part payment of the inheritance, a foretaste of what is to come. His name is the Holy Ghost. You want to stand upon your feet. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I'm on let your voice and say I'm no longer a slave to fear I am a child of God I am a child of God I say I'm no longer I'm no longer a slave to fear I want you to sing the whole verse come on
Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe. You can share with your friends. Take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at KMC Worldwide. For more information, visit kmcworldwide.org. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.